Welcome to the Sensual Power Podcast. This is a podcast for women, AFAP people, and anyone looking to learn more about generational trauma, childhood trauma, narcissistic abuse, sacred sexuality, and healing any wounds around money, sex, relationships, self, and doing expansion work with that. Everything that I'm talking about is based on my own experiences of healing and the work that I do with my clients. Keep in mind, though, I am a cis white woman, so the views that I express do come with a sense of privilege, and if harm is done, I am always willing to repair harm, so please reach out if that happens. Otherwise, stay tuned and listen to your next episode right now. Welcome back to my wonderful Sensual Power podcast listeners. As always, I am your host, Valerie Schrader. And today we are very lucky because we have a special guest. And it's even better because we're recording this on International Women's Day. And what better way to celebrate than talking to an amazingly brilliant and inspiring woman? So I am going to be introducing Davika Day on. Davika helps female leaders use their experience of breakup as a radical pathway to embodying growth and leadership, which honestly, I have to tell you, when I first got presented with this topic from her, I was like, oh shit, this is amazing. I've never even thought of it this way. But um, I want to give this over to Davika and have her introduce herself and just kind of start us off explaining what led you to this journey. So welcome. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's such um, an honor. And um, I'm just so feeling just so yummy to kind of be here in this space. Um, Yeah, great question. So essentially what it was was a breakup. Hey, what else is going to get me on this pathway, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I was I was married. Um, I was mm-hmm. in an arranged marriage, um, mm. actually, and um, the marriage towards the end just got to this very toxic place, yeah. and it became a place that actually I felt physically unsafe to sort of remain in um and I'd love to say that I was the one who initiated it and I was the one who said yes we're ending this no I wasn't um he let me go he let me go so it wasn't even me claiming my own power in leaving um and really after that uh my level of self-esteem, my self-worth, my um, confidence. I mean, like, look, my self-esteem, my self-worth, my confidence wasn't always that high. Um, But after that event, it was like practically non-existent. Like there was nothing there. And I really felt that I had no identity. I had no power. And um, it was just a very kind of um, dark place for me to be in. Uh, for a while and then like you know as as I had this amazing um, supportive friends and family my family and friends are just such beautiful beautiful people and they really supported me through this very kind of uh, turbulent and I'd say even and what I mean by turbulent I'd say inner turbulence uh, but like even shameful I felt shame a lot um, period of my life and, you know, with their help and support, I uh, then reached out to um, a beautiful uh, counsellor, mental health professional, and got myself into counselling. And um, that was really the first step to kind of uh, moving towards this path of healing mm-hmm. and just sort of getting to a place of not feeling like shit every day, essentially, mm-hmm. not feeling like shit every day. Um, and then I just, you know, I don't, I don't know what happened, but like literally with some of the counseling work, my, my mindset just flipped like 180. Um, look, she was also a hypnotherapist (laughs) without a doubt. She was a very good one. (laughs) Like don't exactly know what was said, but it worked. So that's all. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like she's amazing. And 
it was at some point, and I can't even um, articulate what session it was, like maybe it was around about the fourth or the fifth session, but it just, mind time mindset shifted. And it was like, wait a second, I've lived my entire life basically thinking I was not worthy. I was not um, like good enough. And um, even though I had the ability, I had the potential, I, I've always had these amazing opportunities kind of come my way and I've sort of dabbled in them of um, in like growth and leadership in the kind of arena I used to work in, which was like uh, business banking and wealth management. Mm -hmm. But I never really like really owned it. I always felt like a bit of an imposter going for some of these jobs and these projects and going for like um, the more responsibility. And the reason for that was because even though I was in my 30s, I really felt like a lost little girl. Yeah. And I didn't really become a woman until I went on this amazing journey, which involved so many different healers. I'm talking psychics. I'm talking like your <laughs> crystal shamans. I'm talking about your yoga therapists, yes. uh, you yes. know, psychologists, psychotherapists, counselors, um, coaches. I went all out. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> yes, give me the juice. Right. <laughs> yes. And I went on this amazing journey of growth and healing and development and, um, through that journey, I, I really then started kind of finding these amazing kind of connections between identity, power, right. love, and leadership. And that is really what I do. I sort of bring all of that into one kind of melting pot now. And, um, you know, with the women I work with, who are amazing women, um, that's sort of the work that we do together. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I, I resonate so much with so much of that because while I didn't have an arranged marriage myself, I, I was in a very toxic and abusive one with my daughter's father. And yeah, I mean, you come out of that feeling just so broken inside and and you're not broken but that's what it feels like and all of that shame especially you know and if you're starting to admit to people like what was really going on because they're not seeing what's in the household they're seeing what's presented to the outside world and just dealing with that and I I really love that you call it a journey because you know being a, a trauma-based coach myself like it's not just like there's this one moment where you're like, oh, everything's fine again. I, I'm, I'm good. And I've completely changed my mindset, completely changed my life. Like it's a journey of self-discovery and that is a deep, deep journey to go on. So yeah, I love that. Oh, absolutely. And I am still on that journey. In fact, actually, if I'm honest, um, it was so interesting because our city went into lockdown last year and it was a rather severe lockdown right. and I had to because I'm studying uh, integrative psychotherapy now a uh, degree in integrative psychotherapy so for my um my assignment I had to pick like a moment of trauma and then present it to right. the class and we were going into lockdown and there was all this I could feel something sort of shifting in me as you know we're basically going into this very contained mm -hmm. tight space and the moment I presented um you know what I went through in my marriage and how I kind of left my marriage mm -hmm. honestly everything came up again it was like all my shame all my worthlessness like all of that like you know that yeah. kind of feeling it all erupted and I'm like why is this still here I didn't even understand. I'm like, I've done all this work. I've been, what was the last five years? Come on. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> and it was, but, and while I'm going to say this, you know, and with love, um, while it was horrible and kind of like disgusting and if I'm honest, again, my shame presented itself because right. I was like, again, I should be over this. I should not be feeling this anymore what is going on? I know what every single other coach and self-help book and blah, blah, and psychotherapy, right. like, you know, I, all my mind was doing was kind of saying, I know I shouldn't be feeling this right now. Mm -hmm. But um, in hindsight, 
look, the lockdown basically presented to a certain degree what I experienced within that marriage, which was total loss of power. Yes. Because someone is now telling me, and hey, someone with love, I understand why we had to do this, right? right? But someone's telling me, you, you cannot do this, you cannot do that, you can only go out here, 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 and it just felt like being back in that relationship again. Um, and felt like I'm, you know, again, like being that little girl who might be in trouble for doing the wrong thing or wanting to be something else. Right. Um, and it kind of triggered all that. And it's really interesting to me that that even though it came out for that brief period of time, that my body still carries that, you know, yeah. even though I hadn't felt that way for so long, it's still there. Um, and it was like um, really that that was the catalyst if I'm honest for changing my entire business model because my business up until then was just helping women um through breakup and divorce and that was it and then I said no we can use this for leadership this has actually helped me become an entrepreneur it's helped me become visible it's I've used my breakup my divorce to actually um grow some roots and some legs in leadership I've actually got you know, what's the word? Oh, I've got my teeth into it now. Yeah. Whereas before yeah. I was too scared to get my teeth into it. Right. So that's something that people don't really hear actually about breakups and divorce is it can be amazing fuel for like this, um, you know, this kind of legend that you kind of carry within you, the flame that you carry within you. Um, and yeah, it's without a doubt, like what you're saying really resonates with me in that, you know, trauma is a huge part of, to a, you know, for me, trauma was a huge part of that journey yeah. and trying yeah. to find a way to integrate that for myself in a way that was safe and um, really respectful of uh, my experience as well. Yeah. Well, because a lot of times when, uh, especially to, you know, when we're on that journey of, working through these things that happen we don't see the roots that they have that lead into every other area of our life we just see like Mm. oh here was the pain of a a toxic marriage a toxic relationship and there's this assumption in our mind as we go on this healing journey like oh I'm healing that so that I don't have that type of relationship again but we don't see that like, hey, but those those things that you learned, that conditioning that you developed from that, that's going to play into everything else. And mm. that is really profound with it when having that understanding. And, you know, as, as much as none of us have liked our lockdown, I, I feel like, as, you know, self-included, like, as coaches and stuff, it's kind of for all of us even shaped a little bit differently what we thought we were going to do. Um, I used to really only coach on uh, sexual empowerment. And I was trying to leave the trauma piece out of it, even though I literally had this whole background and the whole education system around trauma. I was like, no, 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 I don't want to go there because I'm not in trauma anymore. And then there was, yeah, lockdown for me too. There, There was this moment of like, this is triggering. I'm, Mm -hmm. I am isolated and I have experienced isolation before and I am also feeling disempowered and I don't like that. And then realizing like, "Mm, oh no, you must work with the trauma. You must go deep because it's necessary for it. So I really love that. So tell me a little bit more about this journey into using breakup to help with leadership skills because this is just I'm still just in love with this concept because it's so spot on and it's so well relates but like again most people are probably listening going like how the hell does a breakup affect how I'm a leader ah okay it's honestly it goes to the roots it goes to the roots of everything Uh, certainly within my experience and uh, within the work that I'm doing with women, it goes to the roots of, um, well, A, how we attach to other human beings, Mm -hmm. how we connect to other human beings. It goes down to the roots of 
our own shame narratives, our own um, unworthiness narratives, our own, um, you know, the, the kind of narrative that the imposter syndrome sort of unleashes onto us, it goes down to the roots of your inner judge, like your inner critic, the one that's kind of on your back telling you that you are not good enough and you should totally not put your hand up for anything ever because you're yeah. pathetic. Um, so breakups really activate that part of us. They really, um, you know, unleash it onto the world. It's a part of, certainly for me, it was a part of me that I suppressed. God yeah. damn it. No, it's in the jack in the box. I'm not letting it out. No one's going to see this ever. Right. And I'm going to fake it till I make it. I'm going to like pretend I'm all happy and yay. But you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, but when you're going through a breakup, when you're going through a divorce, you can't fake anything. Like you're on, you're basically knocked off your back. You know, you're off your feet. You're trying to figure out how to stand up again and even walk, right? Um, and leaders, I've found that there's this very interesting link with imposter syndrome in relationship mm -hmm. as well as imposter syndrome in leadership. So for me, certainly, and even like uh, many of the women I work with, there is this very like almost synergistic narrative that I'm not worthy of this relationship or I'm not worthy of any relationship and I need to take whatever I need, whatever I can get. Right. And the same narrative also plays out in leadership. I am not worthy of leadership. I'm not worthy of this title, of this role. And so therefore I must settle and just take anything that I can get yeah and there's this even more like deeper narrative of it is not safe for me to be in this situation so for me certainly feeling it did not feel safe to be ever in partnership or relationship yeah and that was just something I carried with me that has nothing necessarily to do with my partners or my uh you know my ex-husband my ex-boyfriends um it was actually a narrative that I carried with myself that it's actually not safe for me to be in partnership. I'm going to lose myself in partnership. Right. I am going to lose my identity. I'm going to lose my power. Leadership to a certain degree. And um, I'm actually interested to see if it's the same for men. I'm actually uh, looking at researching men as well. But at this point in time, all I've done is looked at women and leadership carries the same narrative. Right. Without a doubt for women, it hasn't been safe for a pretty long time to step forward as leaders in the world. Right now, yes, we are at a place where, yes, we're getting the opportunities and it's still, and it's safe, right? In the world okay. externally, it's safe in certain places. But internally, we have messages, systems, signals going off saying, no, no this, this is not safe. This is not safe. This is not safe. Right. And to a certain degree, working on safety um, within relationship and then also working with safety within leadership, mm -hmm. it's kind of like the same thing. The more you work in safety in one area, the more you're going to kind of prop yourself up potentially in another area as well. Yeah. Um, so that's generally speaking what I've found where relationships are probably the most amazing vehicle. But... I'm going to be perfectly frank. It's one of the hardest. It is not easy to use relationship as the vehicle, as the tool, as the learning container, as the dojo, if you will, right. to be a better leader. Yeah. I mean, because we come into relationship with so much conditioning, so much of our own um, experiences growing up watching you know, parents, parental figures, how they interacted in partnership or didn't interact, right? Um, all of it plays in and it's not even just your own shit that you're dealing with in the relationship. It, it can be generations worth of it that's coming through. And that, that does a lot to unpack for a lot of people. I, I'm wondering for you, like, um, when you're working with somebody on this, like, What's kind of your general starting point with, with getting, especially for somebody that's maybe coming to you and they're like, oh, I want to work on being a better leader, right? 
and mm-hmm. and then you're like well let's dive into your relationships and they're like whoa what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> well, i make a very make it clear from the get-go this is my vehicle this is what i use right. you're going to use your breakup you're going to use your divorce your divorce is going to help you step into this yeah. so um you know if you look on my um social media or uh my website it is very clear this is this is yeah. the pathway um so to a certain degree the women already know yeah and it's kind of fascinating because it doesn't put them off in any if anything they're like oh yeah all right yeah. like you know just the ones like this amazonian warrior response to that. right <laughs> the let me crack myself open response <laughs> the thing yeah. yeah yes yeah to a certain degree though uh you know there is also this thing of um I've, I've noticed there's like this almost like an arc of you need to allow to purge and truly release that pattern in your system right so the pattern that was potentially there from all your exes really purge and release it and then from that releasing of that pattern uh, integrate uh, sort of releasing also the purging and the patterns with leadership as well so it's kind of like two sort of purging and releasing and um, then moving to more like the building blocks of where do you want to go in leadership where do you want to go in relationships kind of thing what yeah. do you want to learn um, from this experience so it's yeah it's, it's interesting like without a doubt there's uh, women who are attracted to me um, because of what I do but right. there's probably also women who are totally not attracted to me and they're like oh yuck I don't want to visit that like, right. I don't want to go into that that hurts yeah. <laughs> at this point in time all I've ever had is like the warrior women going right kicking down my door going hells yeah let's do this boom right. <laughs> <laughs> let's dig into it yeah uh, I love it so I have, I want to get your take on this because, you know, yeah, so much in our business relationships and our leadership um, interactions and relationships, so many of us, even if, you know, we, we have an understanding of ourselves as being intelligent on some level and, and being capable on some level, there's so much imposter syndrome that comes in and so much like oh I'm not good enough or oh don't rock the boat don't don't ask for that raise don't ask for payment of that you know form don't ask for this don't ask for that and then there's also this other mentality of to be powerful in business and in leadership you need to adopt this very broad out like I call it the broad out method where you're like harsh and you're completely emotionless completely cold going in like killer instincts and stuff like what is your take on all of that how what what's going on there good on good on the bros if they can do that um you're right totally (laughs) good on good on them if they can do that and look a lot of that actually comes from if uh Darwinian kind of theories and Darwinian thought and evolutionary psychology so you know it's it's again the alpha syndrome right but leadership actually when you actually look at successful leaders like super uber successful leaders we'll put it that way leaders who have really made um, a mark historically whether it's in business um potentially even politically they're not alpha leaders they're what's known as an omega leader Right. And an omega leader is a peacekeeper. They're a collaborator. They're someone who actually creates. And Simon Sinek talks about this at all uh, a lot. Yes. He's act- yes. actually not for the bro culture. He's talking about creating the circle of trust. He's talking about creating psychological safety. Now, psychological safety is exactly what an omega leader creates. An alpha leader doesn't create psychological safety. That's not um, part of their code. You know, it right. is very much to be harsh. It's to be like super aggressive, super assertive, um, you know, kind of almost having a pressure cooker environment, right? Yeah. For your employees, for your, um, even your collaborators, you're basically pressure cooking the entire thing. Um, but so next, like, no, if you look at some of the most successful leaders, they're not alphas, they're not op- operating in that model. They're actually operating in this very inclusive peace orientated model. Um, 
an example that I use that most women can resonate with is Oprah. Yeah. Hands down, Omega leader. You know, she's not kind of like throwing this thing like, yeah, like, you know, all that fist pumping, whatever. Like, I'm sure she pumps the fists. Like, you know, I'm sure sure that happens. I'm pretty sure we've all seen her at least once do it, but not like in that, like, you know, yeah like that, come on <laughs> like you know that kind of thing yeah yes. no she's super inclusive she's one of the most successful one uh like woman on the planet like the one of i believe the most powerful as well yeah. she's considered to be one of the most powerful leaders influences on this planet um yes and she did it peacefully yeah. she did it from a place of love really um and integrity and it's not easy to be in integrity at all in this world no so it's uh yeah that that is that's a hard thing because that means you've got to be vulnerable too that means you have to be willing to admit where your strengths are and where your weaknesses are and present that to the people you're leading and saying hey i'm not perfect either and that's okay I'm going to set up space to lift you up and elevate you. And if there are ways that I can help lift you up, I'm going to do that. And if there are ways that I can be lifted up by you, I'm going to allow it because that's, that's like this symbiotic relationship we're creating. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, I'm not going to actually there is a part of me that also recognizes that the alpha model apps does serve some people, right? Yeah. It's actually their go-to model. It's um, something that they really resonate with. But for other leaders out there, for others who kind of want a different model of leadership, because that has been the predominant model. Yes, there is another model. It's, it's not the most walked down path of leadership it is actually quite a challenge to walk down the uh, omega model of leadership because you're basically yes you're collaborative yes you're peaceful but you have you know uh, omegas basically really have to be comfortable in their own skin right. in their own heads hearts and bodies if they haven't come home to their head their heart their body they're not going to be able to successfully lead from that place yeah yeah I'm, I'm very curious with this because obviously both you and I, due to this pandemic, really kind of changed our own business models and, and allowed ourselves to really dig in, get our teeth in there, right, to the things that were very true to us. And what I've been noticing, too, is there's so many people, and I'm sure you've experienced this, too, that are even more ready to tackle all of their shit, not just you know, again, we're maybe because, you know, we've all been talking about over this pandemic, oh, you've got to pivot, you've got to be willing to move in and innovate in how you do business and stuff. But it's going beyond that people are realizing that there's so much stuff that they've been pushing down, shoving down internally from past relationships, or maybe again, in this pandemic, it's made them face things in their own relationships that are like, oh, that's not good this is not serving either of us. This is not okay. And also I'm not happy in my work life. I'm not happy in this. I'm not happy in that. Where do you see things going because of the pandemic in our ability to really, you know, marry all of this healing work together? Pandemic's basically forced (laughs) to a certain degree, a massive existential movement. Now it's, um, and, and what it's really forcing, whether it's in business, whether it's uh, in your personal life, is this existential kind of flexibility, adaptability. And this is also, again, Simon Sinek, he says this. Um, some of the best leaders know how to flex this muscle. Uh, but if you've, never, if you've never flexed this muscle, if you've never even cultivated this muscle, uh, the pandemic, it's only, it's, it's only going to show you where it hurts because you don't have this muscle yet right. you haven't built it you haven't cultivated it you can't flex it so um what he means by existential flexibility is to just pivot drop something and move really quick when you need to and adapt to the situation to any situation and to do it from a place of really um 
grounded confidence that, yeah, this is the right move. That's the thing. Most people, because they haven't cultivated that kind of muscle yet, um, they haven't built on that. Right. They do not know how to pivot that fast from a place of grounded confidence. They don't know how to do it with a, from a place of worth. Yeah. Um, the example that Sinek uses is actually Walt Disney. So Walt Disney was, you know, created the studios um, and then I think his brother got involved and he didn't really uh, like where it was going. So he decided to create Disneyland. <laughs> Everyone yep. thought he was nuts. <laughs> Look at what Disneyland is today. So <laughs> that's the next example of existential flex, right? Ex existential um, adaptability. And it's amazing. It can serve anyone in business and relationships. In relationships, absolutely. This is the place you can cultivate that muscle. Relationships are the beautiful place to cultivate this kind of like kind of just turn very quickly, 180, go the other way. But again, it's also like the hardest place to cultivate that muscle because right. it terrifies us. <laughs> It's always the thing that's going to benefit us the most that also scares the ever-loving shit out of us to deal with. That's always how it is. It just is. So if somebody is listening to this and they're, they're in this place where like, hmm, I see what you mean here. I see the correlations. What would you give as like the best way to get yourself started on really using and building this muscle, like learning how to really create this muscle in their own relationships so that they can be better leaders? Um, journaling. Honestly, this is actually the best way to do it in a way that's safe uh, because it's um, allowing uh, an individual to kind of go there slowly mm -hmm. and in their own time um, and really create a safe space, like their own little world um, in words. Now, it doesn't yeah. have to be necessarily in words. If you are a doodler, if you're an artist, yeah. yes, bring craft, bring creativity. If you are a yoga practitioner, qigong, meditator, brilliant, mm -hmm. bring meditation uh, with your journaling exercise as well yeah. and see what your meditation practice um, or even your somatic practice, what kind of information you're getting once you do your practice um, with your journaling as well. and yeah just kind of follow the breadcrumbs really of where your kind of mind and your body is going to take you um you know this is kind of something that i do for myself i really um have incorporated now uh journaling into my own personal yoga practice or my qigong practice and it's really been eye-opening for me to see okay these have been where the gaps are um and when you identify the gaps essentially then it would be to work with for example, a business coach or a leadership development coach at that point and say, okay, these are the gaps, but this is where, you know, where I'd like to get to. Um, right. If you want to cultivate it even further, if you really want to start building on the muscle, absolutely. Um, you know, I personally find that coaching is hands down one of the best ways to cultivate muscle yeah. um, and to build muscle. I, I you know, I don't think there's any kind of modality that allows you to do it as well. Um, but if there's some healing and integration work, without a doubt, uh, psychotherapy, um, psychology, counseling, right. that is the place where healing and integration is really uh, held uh, within that space just beautifully. And, um, you know, again, I suppose like, uh, look, try and if you're not someone who has a somatic based practice, explore and it doesn't have to be yoga or qigong it could be even be dance it could be you know um movement of some kind um but i've personally found movement uh is a beautiful way to kind of inform um you know just pieces pieces of awareness that i wasn't even aware of uh and yes you don't have to always necessarily go to a dance school or anything like that certainly if you're in lockdown there's some amazing youtube uh videos out there with some instructors doing yoga to, um, basic yoga kind of uh, classes or qigong classes or even dance classes there's some great stuff there on youtube that's all free so you don't always um, you don't need to necessarily pay for it uh, there's some beautiful guided meditations on youtube as well um 
and if there is something that you find through your journaling exercise that you are lacking go to youtube first if the money's not there and then once the money's there then reach out to you know the practitioners the specialists yeah yeah it's i mean it really just comes down to getting into that state of self-awareness where you're present in your body and your mind and you're able to see what's there which you know right now when we are all in some form of lockdown or you know um you know some form of our lives being different right it's a perfect time to get started on it so i wonder for you like because one part that's really important to me to express to people is that and and you stated this before is like this is not just something like okay you you build up the tools you build up the self-awareness you do the healing work and then everything is just magically great in your life for you what have been the things that have helped you continue to to grow and to deal with stuff as it comes up because there's always these little pieces these little Mm -hmm. edges that like "Mm, that that that's a thing that's a thing there and I thought that wasn't there but that's there. <laughs> I, I, I totally call these the diarrhea moments for me because yeah. I always honestly that's exactly what happens um so when I yeah. realize something's there I'm like oh no the shits <laughs> yep uh yeah so for me that's kind of what uh, is the dead giveaway that uh, uh there's there's something there there's something I'm holding on to it needs to be explored right um you know what? I've found that a my um, my body's responses. I'm so much more in tune to my body's responses now that I can tap. I zero in straight away, almost uh, when something's not vibing for me, which is not something I used to be able to do. Um, and so that to me is testament to using a body-based practice or technique to really get in touch with the sensations and feelings that's running into your body. Uh, I suppose um, the reason I'm still continuing on this journey is I've noticed that the results kind of speak for itself. Right. Is instead of having this prolonged period of time where I'm in a state of confusion, um, depression, even I've had depression, like revisit me, uh, you know, just anxiety. It's the window is becoming shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter. Yeah, it's gone from being, uh, you know, months and potentially even years to now being weeks. And then now I've even shortened it to just days. So that that period is much the window is much um, smaller than it used to be. I'm not going to say that it's never it's it's going to shrink any further. It might not. Who knows? Maybe it's always going to be weeks and days for me. But considering where I was, where it was months years of that to now just weeks of that that is like proof and pudding yeah magnified absolutely that is actually what motivates me to keep going to keep working with as as many amazing coaches as I can to work with as many um like mental health and well-being practitioners as I can um to work with like dietitians, nutritionists, you name it. Like, uh-huh. as I said, shamans, like crystal healers. Go to like everyone. <laughs> I go to everyone. <laughs> Just go to them all. <laughs> I do. Don't limit me at all. Um, no, it's so I. I basically just I have had so much benefit from that healing, and I've had so I've learned from so many different modalities now. Yeah. That it's it's not just one thing. It's not just one lineage. It's not just one tradition. It's not just one system or technique. No, for me, it's actually everything. (laughs) Yeah. And it works for me. It works. I'm I'm not going to say it's going to work for everyone, but definitely for me, it works. And I've seen the results and I'm really happy with where I'm at. And yes, I I will not say that I will never suffer from uh, moments of depression, moments of anxiety, uh, moments of doubt I absolutely know that I will because I have but I can work through it and that's right. kind of awesome yeah well that's the key too is like really understanding you can work through it all 
once you can see everything, once you can allow yourself and give yourself permission to feel it all, to be self-aware of it all, and then start, you know, finding the tools and things that work for you. I mean, as somebody that, that yes, you know, I, I have the, the degrees in, in, education that allow for me to do certain work but I also grew up in like spiritual traditions and then mystical traditions and things like that it's so important to not think that there's just one person and one thing that will work you're a full human having a full human experience do it all but like it just helps to make those little windows get smaller and smaller and smaller because you know Oh, I can do this. I, I know what's happening right now. We've been here before. We've got this. And I can move through it. I love it. Absolutely. And interestingly, I have also noticed, like, so for example, before in my business, um, pre-COVID, I wasn't really visible. It was a very small kind of business. It was uh, referrals based it was um, just business cards and pamphlets based like you know that's how I basically get my clients um, you know and I really didn't want any visibility I didn't want any social media visibility I didn't want a website I didn't want any of that I was actually kind of really terrified to be seen in yeah. the world doing what I'm doing but now I'm like damn I'm getting a website my LinkedIn is up here we go Yes, I'm on a podcast. Like a podcast would have terrified the crap out of me. Um, Pre-COVID, a podcast would have freaked me out. I would have been in the toilet doing the podcast, like literally. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but now, here we go. I'm doing this and, and I'm actually loving it. I'm loving, um, you know, having a voice. I'm loving being seen. I'm loving standing up and saying, hey, this is possible. This is what I went through. And it's possible for, I believe, for anyone if they're willing to commit to themselves, invest in themselves and absolutely kind of be there essentially for themselves, you know, give themselves that gift. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. Um, when I first decided I was going to do a podcast, I think it took me probably two months to actually record the first one because I was like, oh, this is out there. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, oh my gosh, setting up my coaching group. Um, when I first did it, I was like, I'm never going live in there because that's scary as fuck. I'll just post things. And then I was like, we're going live. We're doing this. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, right? It is. And I find, um, I'm sure you too, like the more you put yourself out there and the more that you give yourself permission to like do this healing work, do this reclamation work, you start noticing that you show up so much more in ways that you never expected. Like um, mm -hmm. the way that I dress, the way that I do my makeup when I choose to do it or don't do my makeup and still show up on camera, right? All of the things that I do, all of the things that I say, everything just changes from there. Oh, hell yeah. I was a woman who was constantly like no makeup. Like I'm just like, yep, would not put makeup would actually freak the crap out of me. Yeah. And now I'm like, I'm putting some lipstick on <laughs> and it's going to be red. And I'm like, I hate red lipstick. I love clear lip gloss. <laughs> like, right. you know, I don't want people to see me necessarily. So for me, I, I that totally resonates because, um, yeah, it's just like letting the world see you in whatever shape, form and way you are, whether it's with makeup, whether it's without makeup, like it doesn't really matter, right? Whether it's in, even in your pajamas and your bathrobe. Like yeah. I remember when I was doing my coaching certification, I showed up for every single coaching thing and was on camera in my pajamas and my bathrobe. People probably only think I have one outfit. Like, it's just like <laughs> what's up with that girl? Like, good God. Like, she's only got one bathrobe. <laughs> like, she's always in it. Looks dirty. <laughs> you know. I but love it. There, there I was on camera, like, with all these other amazing women, just in my um, festery kind of, yeah, it needs, I need to get another one. I can't just be wearing one bathrobe <laughs> all the time. <laughs> 
So you know you're not alone with this. When I was doing <laughs> coaching certification as well, there are many times. So I'm a Marvel nerd. I always have been. It was like a closet thing. Like you can't be a sex coach and talk oh. about Marvel stuff. I was like, but I am. Really? I I'm, do like DC a little bit more than yeah. Marvel, but I do like the Marvel world as no well. Hate. So yeah, no that hate. resonates. Yeah. But I would show up so many times with my Black Panther robe on. <laughs> and there were a few women that were like, are you wearing a Black Panther robe? Yes, yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I am. I am showing up today in this. And they're like, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, my God. If I could, like, hang out in my Yoda backpack or something, like, just in a coaching call, that would be great. Like, oh, because it's so cute. Don't you find that so right. cute? Anyway, I'll so cute. like, totally off topic. <laughs> I know if, if people are listening to me that are my followers they're like I want a yoga backpack like, oh, it is so cute he looks like he's hugging you it's so oh, cute I love it yeah <laughs> but yes it is that full permission to be like and this is me this is exactly all of me <laughs> yeah exactly right it's like yeah that's right I I do geek out I do watch things that potentially people are like oh whoa that's just crap (laughs) (laughs) right yeah so I want you to just spend some time like tell me more about your coaching business what you can do like what you do exactly how you help people with it and also how people can find you on this because your work is amazing and it's so needed it is so needed especially as again, we're seeing so much pivot around us because this pandemic, while yes, it is a horrible thing, it's also a possible opportunity to change your life and the way that you interact in the world. So tell me about Um, it. Yeah. So pandemic, it is literally changing how we form connections as human beings, which is frightening, but also kind of like an adventure too right we don't know what we're gonna get hey but you know it's kind of like an adventure um so yes so pandemic has caused um fear and adventure at the same time uh, because we're not sure really sure what we're going to lean into um and I guess like my business what sort of tools and practices I use like I said I, I love using everything but what I'm certified for and what I am a practitioner of is to just essentially use coaching and uh, neurobiology, um, as well as, you know, some yoga and meditation instructor, as well as a Qigong instructor. Mm. So I use uh, a lot of Eastern modalities and fuse that with modern coaching um, and neurobiology. Uh, Essentially, those are the tools and the techniques that I use. Um, At some point, um, I'm always going to be a coach, but because I am studying psychotherapy, psychotherapy is also going to... uh, be an influence, not necessarily a lead, but an influence in regards to um, how I can educate women too. So um, that's basically me and how you can find me is, uh, well, website, uh, davikaday.com and LinkedIn. So I believe I'm the only love and leadership coach out there (laughs) right now on LinkedIn. I don't know that I Um, know anybody else quite like you. So that's me, Davika Day on LinkedIn. If you see a Davika Day with a love and leadership coach as their title, that's me. That That is literally me. I believe I'm the only one on LinkedIn with that title. So that's how you can find me. Um, yeah, so that that is pretty much it. I'm sorry, was there uh, something else that you wanted me to answer? No, there? just anything else that you would love to share with our listeners, with everybody tuning in. Um, and for those of you that are listening, don't worry, I will be putting her website and everything in the link in the bio and all that good stuff. So, and if you if you're like, wait, I I wanna I wanna do the love and the leadership. I would like to have all of the things. Don't worry, I will make sure you have that contact info. But yeah, anything else that you would love to share with them? Any other meaningful tips, insights? Yeah, <laughs> honestly, I I have come. Up- across women who have believed that the breakup is the end um, 
and it can be as that's until that's really where it comes this end of identity and power it's not the end of your identity and power your yeah. identity and power are now just going to transmute and become if anything more powerful and um more uh coming from a place that's really more informed of who you are as a human being so yeah breakups divorces they're they're not the end it might feel like shit yes i'm not gonna lie it does feel like shit yes <laughs> but yeah but look there is something beautiful that can grow out of shit too exactly. that's effectively manure so yeah look at it that way breakups and divorces can be manure for something amazing yes I, all of my clients, I always tell them the work is like a lotus flower. Mm. You dive into that muck at the bottom of the pond and it's icky and gross, but then you keep excavating and keep, you know, clearing the surface and this beautiful flower that's going to pop up at the top and it's all worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, beautiful. That is such a lovely way to actually describe the transformation and the growth that can happen. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, Davika, thank you so, so much for your wisdom, your insight, your awesomeness. I absolutely loved having you join me today, especially this day. I feel like there's just not a better way to celebrate. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you. This is so beautiful. I've loved this conversation and your container is amazing. I generally don't talk about Yoda or DC or Marvel. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. I love that I'm the coach. That's not bad at all. <laughs> oh, my work here is done. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. Thank you. Oh, thank you.